everybody, welcome to church. Are you excited to praise God this morning? Here we go.
Jesus a shout. Jesus, we worship you this morning. We thank you for who you are, for your love, for your salvation. We worship you with everything we have. Sing it out, hold me now. Hold me now in the hands that created the heavens. Find me now where the grace runs as deep as your scars. You pulled me from the clay and set me on a rock and called me by your. Oh 
just pour out a song of thanksgiving, a song of gratitude, of gratefulness for all that Jesus has done. Come on, he's defeated death, sin, hell, the grave. Come on, lift up your voice, lift your hands. If you don't know what else to say, just say, thank you, Jesus. We've got a lot to be grateful for this morning. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Jesus. There's no one like We thank you, Lord. There's no one beside you. We worship we you, Jesus.
God, we enter into your presence this morning. God, with thankfulness in our hearts. God, we open up our hearts to receive from you this morning. God, we pray that you will come and do what you want. God, come speak to us. Come use us. God, we want more of you this morning. That's the cry of our hearts. We love you. We give you our praise today. And everybody said, come on, everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Isn't it great to be in church this morning? Well, why don't you step out from your seat and say hi to somebody today? Well, good morning, church family. Man, what an incredible presence of God here in this place this morning. We are so glad you're here. My name is Pastor Justin. I'm the outreach pastor here at the church, and I just want to say welcome to all of you who are here. If you're new to the church this morning, in front of you, we have what we call a connect card. Please take a moment and fill that out. We'd love to connect with you, tell you about all the great things that are happening here. If you've been coming for a while and you haven't had a chance to be a part of Growth Track, that happens every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. It is the way to go the farthest, fastest here at the church. We'd love to get you plugged in, be a part of a dream team. We have an incredible time serving God together. So we want to invite you to be a part of that. We have an awesome opportunity for all of those that have served and been a part of a dream team. We're having a party. Now, I know you guys like to party. It's spring break. Hey, here we go. What a great announcement today. April 4th, we are having a dream team party. Anyone who's been a part, Rose District, South Campus, we want you to come hang out with us. We're going to have an incredible time. So make sure that you bring the family. Uh, we're just going to have some fun together. This Wednesday night, we are hosting our third family night. They have been in a powerful, anointed time together. And once again, we're bringing in Javen Chavez. He is a great speaker. He does worship. I'm telling you, you want to make the effort to be here this Wednesday night so that you can hear him. I can promise God has a word specifically for you that'll be powerful, it'll be fresh, and, and it will be worth the effort to be here to see what God has to say and speak into your life. If you're a guy, we have men's breakfast coming up. So mark your calendars. That's going to be not this weekend, but next. If you want to be a part of that, come get some great bacon, some food, have a great time of fellowship. And we have Pastor Kelly coming to tell us about a great women's event. Hey, ladies, are you in the house today? Let me hear you. Awesome. We have something so fun planned for the last Saturday of this month. It's in your bulletin, March 30th. We have a one-day women's conference begins at nine in the morning and we're out probably between two and three so it's not going to take up your whole day and it's just one day but it is going to be a day that you will not want to miss um, I, my friend Joni Oquist is coming to be the speaker and I've been friends with her for about 25 years and honestly she is probably my she's probably my best friend like in ministry she's just so easy we, we literally went for a decade without seeing each other and last November I got to go out to Fresno where they passed her and hang with her and it was just like we never even it's like 
those kind of friends, you know what I mean? And that's the way you're going to feel as she ministers because she's got something in her heart that she really wants to invest in us. So um, I just want you to know that we have the right person. God is already moving in this church. And it's something about when we come together and just make any kind of smaller group like ladies or like the men's things. You know, when we do those, there's just an incredible, unique dynamic to that. God always shows up. When we make place for him, he always shows up. And so um, today... For $10, which is the registration, you can actually get two registrations for that $10. So if you will go online today, don't just do it right now if you need to. It's really quick and easy. Just go online, register, and for $10, you can actually get two registrations. You can bring a friend. You can bring your daughter, your granddaughter, your mom, um, and just join us for that day. We're going to have a free lunch, so we're going to be able, we're going to be at the downtown campus. We're gonna, this is going to be held at the Rose District campus. And when we break for lunch, we'll be able to take advantage of those awesome restaurants right there um, around us in downtown Broken Arrow. So it's just going to be an awesome, fun day. Uh, Joni will share, and I will also have a session where um, I'm going to share something the Lord's laid on my heart. It's more just a personal conversation that I just would like to have with each one of you. So if you call this your church home, if you're in the flow of what God is doing here at the assembly, this day is for you. So mark your calendars, March 30th, and go online and register today and take here, uh, take advantage of that sale. Us girls, we love a sale, right? So uh, I will look forward to seeing you there. God bless you. Thank you very much. Absolutely. As the ushers move into place this morning, the reason we're able to do so much uh, is because of your faithful giving. And I want to say thank you for all that you're doing. We have these incredible ministry opportunities, opportunities for you to connect with one another, to build community. We have things going on around the globe right now. We have projects that we're undertaking that God has laid upon our heart. And we're able to do all of that because you give faithfully every Sunday. So I want to say thank you for your continued giving uh, towards the nation and us making a difference. Let's pray this morning. God, we thank you for who you are. God, we stand and just reflect upon your goodness, your glory. God, we thank you for all that you're doing in our lives, both personally, God, and through this church. And God, we just celebrate who you are and the difference that you're making. And God, we pray right now that you would bless this offering, bless our time together. May we have an anointed word for our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Say thanks to the worship team. I was getting into my iPad, just going on 
needasermondesperately.com. You know, I have the sermon. I just need a voice to preach it with. Uh, last night was awesome, this morning at 9, and God's been so faithful. Join me, 2 Kings chapter 2. 2 Kings chapter 2. Then I'm about to. Then Elisha said to him, stay here. The Lord has sent me to the Jordan. Let's pause there for a moment. Focus on the word Jordan. Elijah the prophet is soon to be taken to heaven. The power that has been on his life is something that Elisha desires. Elisha is so wanting the kind of power he's seen on Elijah that he is resolute to go with him. Notice they're going to the Jordan. Anytime you see the word Jordan in the Old Testament, the people were always in transition. Wilderness to promised land. Here there's a transference that's about to happen of power from Elijah to Elisha. I want to put this word before you, transition. We're in transition. We have gone from 2018 to 2019, transition. And when a transition happens, we need the fresh power for where we are. Amen? We need the power of God for what's happening today and what's going to be happening this week and the weeks to come. Psalm 92 is a psalm where the people are in transition. It is described through a harvest that has just been brought in, and out of that harvest they make fresh oil. They then turn and enter a new season where they will start planting and preparing, moving toward the next harvest. In Psalm 92, it says, and he will anoint you with fresh oil. He was anointing them for the new season. It's not to criticize the past. It's to say what God has done in the past, we praise him for it. It's a new day. It's a new season. We will not rest in yesterday's power so that we settle and coast. We will be passionate for the power of God for right now and where we're going. Transition. Elijah's ministry and anointing was awesome, but he is about to go to heaven. Now Elisha must go forward in the same power or even the progression of that power. Fresh oil coming out of one season to the next. Psalm 92 says it was a song, a psalm to be sung on the Sabbath. The Sabbath is the seventh day. It marks the end of one week, the beginning of a new week. So for transition, we as a church are in transition. There is a power of God at work now in an increased way over this time last year. Thank God for where we were this time last year because it was part of the process. But we're not in March of 2018. This is March of 2019. Come, Holy Spirit, we need you. In this transition, 
We're saying we live right now. That's why this is the most important time of your life and mine, because it's where we are. We can't do anything about the past, but we are in this moment, and we can recognize that it is a moment. And this moment has been informed and filled with the potential of God's presence to rest upon the assembly. We enter this week headed toward our third family night. The last two went beyond expectation. But this one we've never had before. And guess what? It's going to be the best yet. Connect it, transition. The last two, how God used them. But they're over. They are a part of who we are. They were in the process of God's plan. They were the best for then. But on Wednesday night, it will be unlike anything we have experienced yet because it's the new day with fresh power. Now give him a praise. We're about to go into this. Thank God it is spring. We have moved from winter to spring. I thought I could get some help right there. Winter is O-V-E-R. Yes, spring has come. New season. It's amazing. Y'all got more excited about that than the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I get it. I get it. I get it. Here's the deal. We're not only in spring. We're not only moving toward our third family night. We're not only in this moment. But this happens to be the week where 170 leaders and students will leave after the Wednesday night service and go into an incredible spring retreat of spiritual power, of the call of God, the mantle of God, the work of God in a revolutionary way. We've never had spring retreat 2019. This one is unlike any we have ever had. We thank you for what you've done, but we need you, God, for this one in the way that you know your power will be needed. If you believe for the power of God to work, come on and really put your heart into it today. That makes this day, tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, so significant in how we approach it. We are in transition. Best year yet. I want to go back to the verse. If you'll put it back up there for me, team. So he replied. Now, this is Elisha replying to Elijah, who had just said, hey, Elisha, just stay here. Stay here, meaning stay here at Jericho. He said, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live. Like, if there is a God in heaven, if you're standing in front of me and you are, I'm going. I'm not staying. I will not. I will not leave you. Hear the determination. Hear how resolute. Hear how matter-of-fact he is. The sequence is when Elisha was given the opportunity to pursue the power of God that was on Elijah. He left everything he was doing and they first of all went to Gilgal, then all the way to Bethel, then all the way to Jericho. Now they're going to go 
to Jordan where the transfer of power would take place. But at each transition, this is critical, Elijah gave Elisha the opportunity to stay there. Elijah wanted to know, just how passionate are you for the presence of God? How bad do you want it? Because there's a world that needs a prophet. There's a world that needs a church anointed. But the anointing is precious. The anointing is the gift of God upon the people of God who are passionate for God. Like Elijah to Elisha, God to us is wanting to know, do we really hunger and thirst after his presence? Let me put it up here for us. Be passionate for the presence of God. Don't, this is Elisha saying, I have rearranged my life. I am prioritizing the presence of God. Your passion, your pursuit will always reveal your passion. And so we know that Elisha is passionate for the presence of God by his pursuit. I'm not staying here. And I'm not, don't even, nope, don't even say it. Hey, as you live and as God lives, I'm going with you because I want the anointing of God for my life. Passionate, passionate for the presence of God. So they get to the Jordan. Elijah is taken dramatically into heaven and the mantle falls and when the mantle falls Elisha takes it and Elisha comes down with that mantle onto the Jordan River a miracle happens in verse 15 here's what it says there was the company of the prophets the pastoral staff from Jericho Jericho want to be good church prophets came and they were just watching and when this happened here's what they said the spirit of Elijah is resting on Elisha it has rested rested on him the word the key word there is spirit and resting it it's not on what he's about to do what he's about to do will be anointed because the spirit is resting on him. The Lord is raising us up, not so that he anoints what we do. He will anoint what we do because he's anointed who we are. Let me put up this word, it's identity. The spirit resting and he will baptize you, you with power. It will show up in what you do. It will be expressed through the gifts you have. But the power rests upon the church. It rests upon the people. Lord, let your Holy Spirit rest, even now, rest upon each of us. And you will all be baptized, your sons and your daughters, the old men, the young men, 
Dreams will be happening. Visions will come. Power will rest upon us. Church, are you passionate for the presence of God? The anointing to rest upon us. It rests upon who we are. Then what we do is rising out of who we are. We don't do ministry, we are ministry. So what we do is ministry. What we do has an impact. What we do is packed with influence because of who we are. The fruit of the Spirit, it is the result of a tree, or fruit from a tree is the result of a tree that has so much life, that it has excess life. It has so much life that it can produce fruit that has no value to the tree. The fruit is for others. The Holy Spirit wants to rest on us to where there's such power down to the core of who we are. Your life is productive. There's so much anointing in you. The Spirit is so resting on you that your life bears the fruit of love, joy, peace, power, patience, faith, and self-control. People around you go, I feel like I've been in the presence of Jesus. You may not say anything. I feel this in my soul. When these young people come back from spring retreat, I've had this experience in my life. I, I've been in seasons growing up in church where when I would go away, the environment was more powerful than the environment of my local church. And I wanted what happened there to be happening at my church. And I said to God, when he called me to the ministry, God, you help me. You help me because as we send young people to these experiences, they will leave from an environment of power and they will come home to an environment of power. That really, that, that really should put a, a responsibility that all of us internalize because we are right in the midst of the fresh work of God to where if you're going on retreat or you're going to be here, the power of God is at work. The Spirit is resting upon us. Supernatural things are happening. Get ready, church. Just go ahead and strike whatever is in front of you because the mantle is on you. Give him a shout this morning. This place is about to break wide. Oh, give him a praise. The power of the Lord is resting upon us. What, what would it look like? What should we expect? Let's let Elisha show us. Let's let Elisha represent a church. The spirit rests upon the church like it rested on Elisha. Elisha moves from the Jordan River. And I'll reference a few things because it's not all. It's just a few. There was a lady. She was a great mom. She had raised an incredible son. He was out working one day and got a tremendous headache. He went to his dad. And he was working with and for his dad. And his dad, you know, didn't recognize how serious it was. He just let his son go home. When the son got home, the headache intensified. 
And right there with his mom, her son died in her arms. She was in shock. She got him to the bed and just laid his dead body on the bed. She went and found Elisha. Elisha came, went into that room, prayed over that dead boy, and life came back into him, and he got up and went on with his life. Story number two, there was another mom. Her husband had passed. Debt had stacked up. She can't pay the debt. And so she's about to lose her sons. In that culture, if you couldn't pay the debt, they'd come get your family. The legacy of her family was being threatened. She goes to Elisha. Elisha speaks over it, prays over it. They go get all of these containers. They gather them up. God supernaturally fills each of them with oil. They go sell them. They make enough money to pay the debt and to live on what was left over for the rest of their lives. Third story. A group of young adults are building a dormitory. They are in this school of the prophet. This one young man is cutting down a tree. The axe head flew off, sunk to the bottom of the river. He's now going, I've lost my edge. I can't continue the work. And I borrowed the axe. None of that was good. They call for Elisha. It's amazing. Elisha prays over that situation. And an iron axe head that was at the bottom of the river comes to the surface and swims to the bank. People say the Bible's boring. They've never read it. They've never read it. It's like amazing. So if the spirit rests on us like it did Elisha, you will walk into a culture where people are not living, they're existing. They're dealing with the wages of sin, which is death. There's no peace in their life. Their life is dysfunctioning. They're disenfranchised. They're brokenhearted. They're defeated. All of these things that would just speak to, I'm just existing. The anointed church comes into that with a life-giving presence. The next scene is that of the fractured family. The next scene is that of a family that their entire legacy is being threatened and they're beneath something that they can't get out of. But here's the anointed church like Elisha. We come into that situation and we see the anointing for supernatural restoration. Third scene, you walk into the lives of people that once had influence, but they lost it. They once had a cutting edge, but they lost it. The first story is about life. Second story is about legacy. Third story is about leadership because leadership is influence. And many people, by what they've done, they've watched their influence sink to the bottom of life circumstances. And there's no way of getting it back. But here comes the anointed church that understands that in God, there is power for recovery. You can recover the cutting edge of your life. I'm talking about the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is operative in and through us and life comes. I'm talking about the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead that works to reconcile 
and restore. There's not a family too broken that God can't restore. Give him a praise today. Someone here going, my dream is gone. My vision is gone. The momentum is gone. The motivation has evaporated because I've lost the cutting edge. But you're in the right place today. You're in the right place today because the anointing of the Holy Spirit can raise that influence back and recover the cutting edge of your testimony, of your witness, of your influence, and you can live on purpose. Help me today, church. There's nothing that compares to the power of God. Nothing compares to the anointing. Rest upon us, Lord. We're burdened for those who just exist. Rest on us, Lord. We're burdened for families torn apart. Rest upon us, God. We're burdened for those that have lost their influence. Jesus says, for the Lord has anointed me to preach good news, to bring liberty to the captive, the oil of joy for those who are depressed, the lifting up and the healing of the bruised and the broken. He ascended. The Holy Spirit came in the upper room. Why? So now that anointing rests on us. We have people that were just on this stage, very talented musically, play instruments, sing. Here's the deal. Our talent doesn't break the yoke of bondage. The anointing. Mm. I don't have the kind of gift of preaching that can reconcile a husband and wife that's gotten bitter toward each other. I don't have enough education and enough talent, and no one does, because talent doesn't break the yoke. And we have not come here to perform and to put our talent on display and to hang the impact of this day on our talent. My God, that would be hopeless. We have come today to say the same anointing that split the Jordan River the same anointing that showed up in the fiery furnace, the same anointing that shut the mouths of the lions, the same anointing, the same anoint, the same that came into the upper room and then those in the upper room came out and turned the world upside down. That same anointing is in this room today. So I preach, nothing is impossible with God. God is able. Faith rises. Faith rises. To every person, especially young people, you develop your talent. You, matter of fact, Solomon talked about when the axe is dull, more strength is needed unless you develop the skill. So you hone the talent God has given you. If you sing, you, you keep working at it. If you play an instrument, get better. I say to the Lord every year, you got to help me preach better. 
If I'm not getting better, I'm not honoring you. I want to learn about communication, the crowd I'm with, what I'm sensing over here versus what I'm sensing over here or over here. I'm watching your faces. I'm feeling the temperature of this. All these things are just that are resident within communication. But I still know that the talent's not going to pierce the darkness today. If you are addicted to cocaine, my vision for you is that which totally has you. That when you get cocaine in your hand, it has all the control. And you've got to use it. My prayer is that you could hold cocaine in your hand that has once controlled you. And you can say, you have lost your control over me. And talent won't do that, but there is an anointing by the power of the name of Jesus that can break the yoke of addiction. Now, if you believe it, give him a praise today. That's it, church. That's it, church. It's all about what Jesus can do. We're just coming down on the Jordan. Now I want to go to the end of Elisha's life, the transfer of power from Elijah to Elisha. Now Elisha's dying. 2 Kings 14, check it out. Here we go. 2 Kings 14. Verse 15, or sorry, yeah, 14. Now Elisha had been suffering, and notice, from the illness from which he died. Jehoash, king of Israel, went down to see him and wept over him. My father, my father, he cried. The chariots and horsemen of Israel. Elisha said, get a bow and some arrows. He did so. Take the bow in your hands. He said to the king of Israel, now with that bow, I want you to start to use it. But something happens. You got to see it. And the king took the bow and the arrows. Then Elisha placed his hands on the king's hands. Transfer. Transition. It's been awesome. Elisha has done double the miracles that Elijah had done because Elisha wanted a double portion. Now there's a transfer of power. Next verse. Open the east window. We'll talk about that in a moment, he said. And he opened it. Shoot, Elisha said. And he shot the Lord's arrow of victory. Is that word with me? Ready? One, two, three. Because the anointing, the transfer of power, is to produce victory. The arrow of victory over Aram. Elisha declared, you will completely destroy the Arameans. Next verse. Then he said, take the arrows. The king took them. Elisha told him, strike the ground. And he struck it three times and dropped the arrow. Then the man of God was angry. He's angry with him. And he said, you have struck the ground five. Why? You should have struck the ground five or six times then you would have defeated Aram and completely destroyed it. Now, you will defeat it only three times. As the worship team comes, first of all, I want to say, why is Elisha angry? 
He didn't say strike the ground five, six, seven times, strike it endlessly. He just said strike the ground. Why is he angry? Because this king knew. He knew exactly what Elisha was saying. This king knew that if you're going to win a war, you're going to have to win battle after battle until the war is over. And what we are seeing in this text is so important to you and me. This king was no longer thinking victory. Now, remember the key word I had you say it. Elisha saying, this is the arrow. You're gonna, God has a direction for you. You're going to move in the direction. So I was the east window. It, it was all intentional, the wording. And this ongoing battle, Paul would have called it a stronghold. It's got a vice grip. It, you've not faced anything like this before. You've not been able to overcome it. You wake up every day to it. Now this is the arrow of victory to completely break the yoke. Lay my hands. The anointing is going to rest for total victory. Now strike the ground. He knew. Strike. And just keep hammering. But what we're learning about this king, he had lost perspective of thriving for him, it was all about surviving. And when he hit three times, it was like his attitude is showing, at least I'm gonna make it one more day. At least I'm gonna keep plodding on. At least I know they aren't going to win. So at least, you know, I'll live to fight another day, nominal, but the anointing of the Holy Spirit does not rest upon the church so that we survive. Can I get an amen? The Holy Spirit rests upon the church that we may thrive. I will mount up with wings of an eagle. You just keep pounding. You keep pressing. You keep believing. You keep dreaming can I get a witness in this place because the anointing is to give us complete victory are you talking about this situation yes that one that hard to go to place in your soul that, that you've given up on you just cope with it God wants to bring freedom God wants to bring victory man there the Lord's he's resting now I feel it like a wave is coming across this place right now. Help me out. Help me out. Come on. Whatever causes you to just exist, I prophesy life. To every fractured family, to every divided marriage, I prophesy restoration in the name of Jesus. If addiction has taken away your influence, if poor choices, they've taken away the cutting edge, I prophesy today radical recovery. The axe head is coming to the surface. It's swimming to the shore. You're getting back. Come on. You're getting back. 
You keep striking. You keep praying. You keep believing. You keep pressing. The anointing breaks the yoke. The anointing breaks the yoke. Chains fall. Fear bows. Here now. Lives healed. Hope found. Here and now. Give him a praise. Come on, let's sing it today. Let's go. Come on, church.
I'm about to pray, but if for any reason there's something going on in your life and you know it's working defeat and it needs to be broken, please come. You feel the tension, the draw of God and the pull of the enemy of your soul. It's been a stronghold. There's something stronger in this room than the stronghold that's in your life. So let's see the stronghold broken today. If that's you, just come. Oh, wait just a moment. Come on, that's it. I know there are people. I know it. I know it in my spirit. Come today. We got to deal with this stuff. We got to deal with it. It gets broken today. That's it. People are coming. Let's praise God for these people that are responding. Come on. Come today. Come today. Thank you, Jesus. Finally, I believe in our church of every age, there is such a priority that is rising from your heart for the presence of God. If you say, Lord, I want, we're in transition, and I want your spirit to rest on me. If that's you, I want you to come. I want your spirit to rest on me for the future that you're calling me to, to a world that needs life that needs restoration and recovery. If that's you, you want to dream that big. You want to dream so big that like Elisha, there would be super in your natural. Come today. I'll wait just a moment. That should be a lot of people. Oh God, those that hunger and thirst, they are the ones that will be filled. We prioritize your presence, Lord. We prioritize your presence. We prioritize your presence. Oh, my God. Holy Spirit, immerse us, baptize us. Fill us. Overflow, overflow in our heart. Consume us. Overtake us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God, we strike the ground. We will not give up turning to you. We will not give up looking to you because you are the answer. You are the the solution. You are the power. Greater than the power of this struggle. Greater than the power of this stronghold. God, there are some here that they've come to pray and the issue's been going on so long. They're just trying to survive. But today, they want to break out of that and thrive. They want to break out, Lord, and soar. Your word says if we wait upon you, then we'll rise up with the wings of an eagle. We will run and not be weary. We will walk and not even faint. Lord, that's supernatural. I pray that in Jesus' name into someone's life today. Lord, that that lift of the Holy Spirit, that energy of God, that that which comes that raises me to a self that's greater than myself. Oh God, you anointed David. That's why he was able to kill a giant. That's why he was able to lead the nation because you anointed him. Anoint us today. Anoint every person in this room with power. Mark their identity with your anointing. Shape their understanding of who they are by your anointing. We work so hard, Lord, at times on what we do. This is about who we are.
Let your spirit rest on us. Let your spirit rest upon every husband, upon every wife, upon every family. Let there be a transference of power to this next generation in a double portion. Lord, in a measure greater than we've ever seen. Let me pray over the next generation. Understand, you live in a world that's more challenging than we've ever known. But it is not too difficult for God. Will you be the Elisha? Will you be the Elisha? Will you be the Elisha that moves in an anointing of life, in a life-giving spirit? I would like everyone, you're part of that next generation, just lift your hands right now. Lord, I pray, I pray the stirring of your spirit. I pray the conviction of your spirit, the power of your spirit, Lord. Grip them. Lord, I know what it was like when I was 13 and you gripped my heart with a call. I remember those times, Lord, 15, 16, 17 years old, just, just so given to you in an altar and you gripping my heart and it defined my life. It defined my journey. It defined my direction. Holy Spirit, in this environment, in the local church, let these young people meet you in power. Come on, Mom and Dad, let me hear you pray today. Come on, Grandma and Grandfather, let me hear you pray today. Lift it up like a thunder praise. God, pour out your Spirit on the next generation. Pour out your Spirit, Lord. Pour out your Spirit, oh God. Rest, rest upon these young people. Rest, rest upon them until it's who they are. It's who they are. It's who they are. I said this last night to, to everybody in this room. And specifically some, you've been trying to live up to something. If you understand that your identity is shaped by the anointing, you get to live out of who you are. You don't have to live up. When you try to live up to something, you're going to compare yourself and it will quench the spirit in your life. If you understand who you are by the creation of God and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, then you get to live out of who you are. And the only focus you have is being the best you you've ever been in the history of you. Lord, I pray that right now. I pray nobody is a mistake. Nobody, nobody in this room has to look in a mirror and wonder if this is what you intended. They are the creation of you, the Almighty God. Your very DNA is in their soul. The image of God is what they're made in. So let them live out of who they are. You're living in the day of the double portion. When the Holy Spirit came to the upper room, it was to everybody, not a few people like Elisha, but anybody. And they were all filled. They were all filled. They were all filled. Oh, Holy Spirit, I pray. I pray for a double portion anointing upon this church. This church. This church. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. If you have never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, just ask the Lord to immerse you in his presence. Let it stir up within the core of your soul. You can begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gives you the utterance, like be filled today. That's what I feel God wants to say. Be filled today. Be filled today. Just lift your hands with me and say, Lord, fill me. Because that's to the point of the overflow. People, your influence will be the overflow of what's happening in you. Fill us today, God. Fill it where there's no room for anything else. All this emotional chaos, all of this stuff we've been going through, Lord, push that stuff out. As you fill us with the Holy Spirit, eject that stuff. Serve an eviction notice on the strongholds of the enemy. Serve, Lord, that eviction of Push that stuff out. Man, when the enemy comes to set your flesh on fire, if you're already on fire by the Holy Spirit, there's nothing to burn. Come on, set us on fire, Holy Spirit. Set us on fire. Set us on fire. Somebody right now, what's controlled you? What has dominated you? God's giving you complete victory right now in Jesus' name. It's losing its hold on you right now. It's losing its hold right now. I'm telling you, you gave up on ever being free. But right now, God is setting you free. He's setting you free today. Come on, let's praise him for it. God's doing a miracle in this house. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, give him a shout of praise. Come on, give him a shout. Yeah. That's it right there. That's the shout of victory. That's the shout of the next generation. Come on, shout unto God. Hallelujah. Let's declare it. Let's go. Chains fall. Let's go. Jesus, you
I want, to, I want this sung over us in closing. I feel this. And I want, I want this to be the declaration. How many of you know you're no longer a slave to sin? Let's sing it. I'm no longer a slave to fear. Give him a clap offering of praise today. I am a child. Sing it like never before. Come on, church. I'm no longer a slave to fear. That's right. Yeah. I am a child. That's the way to sing it. victory. I can't wait to see you back here Wednesday. It is going to be next level. Nope. It's going to be new, new level. Amen. God bless you, everybody. You're dismissed.